0: Restart your week if you've not had the best week or even if you've not had the best day or even if you've had the best week. It's still a great place to come and just be.
1: Um, Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know why I ever wear makeup to these things (laughs) because it just streams down my face anyways. Yes. Um,
0: So before we get into announcements, we just wanted to um, highlight and remind you guys again of the 70 Palms Daily Scripture Writings that we do collectively as the Women of Life Church. Um, and there are some as you walked in, and they'll still be there as you walk out. So grab a stack of them, hand them out to your friends. Something that um, actually me and Allison do is just um, to keep each other accountable and being in the Word is just checking in with each other every day um, as much as we can. And we meet every Monday and just spend time in the Word together. And That's just something that we need to be doing as women. Um, and it's just being in the Word together, and keep each other accountable. Yeah, Funny. yeah. Have you
1: guys ever heard of Marco Polo, the app? So we are all about that. Yes. So there's if, no excuses
0: not to be connected. Please.
1: Yeah. So basically, you just send a video message to each other, and it doesn't. It, it's not a text. It's just an app. And whenever whenever I'm feeling like I need a prayer request, I'm like, Hey, girl. Like I am low right now. Can you please lift me up in prayer? And it is just. An amazing way to stay connected to the people in church outside of this time together. So I encourage you in that.
0: Yeah, so these, um, it just has a daily scripture. Every day there's a scripture. It's something just to get into your word, um, write it down, memorize it, um, and then whatever that leads to. What I've noticed too is when I'm doing this regularly, even if I read a verse and I'm like, I With me, I'm more patient with my husband, all those things. So, just being in the Word um, is just so important. And also, our scripture cards are there. Grab a stack of those too, hand those out to friends, use them as invite cards to invite people to come and join you um, at these 70 Palms. Um, and with that, so we have talked about our Canopy, the podcast. So, again, on your phones, any streaming device, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Whatever you use to listen to your podcast. We have um, our last month's Noel Miller's message. If you were not here for that, I highly encourage you to listen to it. It's one that I'm going to be listening to again. Um, And then we also uploaded a new one, right, that was recorded today by Miss Tammy Cole. So make sure you check that out. Make sure you are tuning in with us on the canopy each month.
1: Yes, and we wanted to remind you of next month's uh, 70 Palms event on April 13th here at the Germantown campus at 7 o'clock. Miss Tammy Anderson will be bringing a word. Yes, there she is, sorry. (laughs) Um, So please make sure to be back for that as well. Also a really
0: random, um, it's Reba's birthday. She's standing up here saying worship. So you see her tonight, wish her happy
1: birthday. Happy birthday. Um, And with that, I get the honor
0: of introducing our speaker tonight. Last time I introduced our speaker, I was very pregnant. I walked maybe like from here to there. Um, I almost passed out, I was so tired. Um, <laughs> luckily, there was only like 20 people there because of the snowstorm in Milwaukee. But tonight, you guys, we get to hear from our very own Miss Amanda, and I have known Amanda, I know I've said this, I say it every time I introduce her, but I've known her since she was Amanda Becker. Like, I've known her for a long time, and just getting to hear, from, every time we get to hear from her, it's always a blessing. I'm so grateful for her and um, give a warm welcome to Miss Lovely Amanda.
2: years ago, and it's our prayer that each time you come, you can find rest and you can find peace in this place. So before I get talking too much, I'm just going to take a moment to pause and to pray, and it also helps me catch my breath, because I tend to talk fast. So if you just pray with me, Lord, we just thank you so much for this night. I thank you for each woman that has gathered here tonight. Uh, we know that you have a plan and a purpose for us, Lord, and I just pray that you reveal something new to us tonight, that you confirm something in us, you guide us, that you lead us, that your presence and your love is just felt in this room tonight, and we thank you so much for it. In your name we pray. Amen. So this thing this year for 70 Palms has been Psalm 119. I'm going to be like palm song. Those words are very close together, but Psalm 119. It's the longest psalm in the Bible. It's broken into verses, it's alphabetical, it's numerical. Each stanza has eight lines, and each one is about God's Word. There's a lot of meanings and layers to this passage, far deeper than I will ever understand. But I know that it's all about what God's Word means and how we can use it for everyday living. So tonight we're going to talk about the second stanza. So if you have your Bible or an app and you want to turn with me, We're going to be reading from Psalm 119. It's basically like in the middle of your Bible. So like if you don't know where it is, just flip it open. You'll be pretty close. So I'm going to read to you um, verses 9 through 16. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. I seek you with all of my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts, I consider your ways. I delight in your decrees, I will not neglect your word. So at the top of that stanza it says the word Beth. Beth is the second letter of the alphabet. Beth also means house in Hebrew. So we get words like Bethlehem, which means the house of bread. Jesus was born in Bethlehem. No coincidence that he is the bread of life. Um, Bethel, which means house of God. There's lots and lots of words in scripture that we find using the word Beth. So as I was preparing tonight, I was thinking of ways that we clean or purify, because this stanza is all about God's word purifying us. So I'm not just talking about our homes or offices, but our spiritual lives. Do we take time to clean up? Little by little, our lives, do we take time to renew ourselves? Or is it like this mad dash to clean up when things aren't looking right? I come from a line of people who like clean houses. My mom, my grandma, my sisters, we all are quite particular, pretty clean, um, organized. I always tell my kids everything has a place, and if it's not in its place, then it's moving on. They love that, you know, of course. Um, But I remember as a kid my mom was in a rush she was hosting a get-together and she was just in that pre-party hostess like mad dash rush and she was actually running through it's not funny I shouldn't have left she was running through the house and she hit her hand on the refrigerator door handles but she powered through and she smiled had a great night the party went on it was lots of fun turns out she actually broke her hand that night and didn't realize it until the next day but I was thinking like Are we ever in that bad dash to clean up our lives, our spiritual lives? Maybe right now your life feels like a mess and you need something to be cleaned out. Something needs to go, whether it's sin or chaos or hurt, whatever it might be. Or maybe for you, you can remember 10, 20, 50 years ago when your life needed some tending to. I think we can all say that we need something in our lives that needs to be changed or fixed or... You know, whether we're new in our faith or we've been a seasoned veteran because life isn't perfect, we all know that. But how often do we tend to our spiritual house? How often do we spend time with God in prayer and in his word? Are we these urgent cleaners that we're, you know, when things aren't looking right or feeling right, we quick rush? Or do we take time daily to renew ourselves and to examine ourselves? So this part of Psalm 119 is talking about living a pure life. What does that mean? What does that look like? So some synonyms, um, I love some of these. They are refine, wash, forgive, baptize, cleanse, sanctify, disinfect. We all know about disinfect in 2020 and 2021. But um, definitions for purification, the removal of contaminants from something the process of extracting something from a substance the process of making something spiritually or ceremonially clean i love that each definition uses the word process meaning that it takes time and it takes effort to be pure process isn't about being perfect but it's looking about inward to see how we can grow how we can change what needs to be cleaned out of our lives to make more room for jesus psalm fifty-one, ten says create in me a pure heart O god and renew a steadfast spirit within me. To have a pure heart, we're told to renew ourselves. We can think of everyday situations about what needs to be renewed versus starting something all over. Like, examples, think of your passport or your driver's license. Like, don't let those things ever expire. You know that it's a long process to start that over again. Same with us. We need to be renewing ourselves daily. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is God-breathed and used for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for everyday work. I don't know about you, but I need help navigating the world that we live in in small ways and in big ways, and we can use God's Word written for us today to change our lives and the world around us. So tonight I'm just going to give you three reasons why I think it's important to let God's Word purify us. The first is this light. We all know that we make mistakes and we mess up. We're not perfect. We can put on a show and we can pretend, but at the heart of it, we all really need more of Jesus. Verses 9 and 10 say, how can a young man keep his way pure? I love the simple response. It says, by keeping your word. So if you think back to maybe when did you hear the gospel, what time and place did you hear it for yourself for the very first time that you understood the good news? I remember being, like, really excited and giddy and just praying all the time and going to church and helping everyone and all those things and just reading my Bible with fresh eyes and ears. And sometimes, if we're not careful, the busyness of life can sneak in. Maybe we've gone through some tough times and we're struggling, or maybe we're kind of just comfortable with where we're at or maybe even a little entitled. Whatever it may be, we need to be careful not to let ourselves get complacent. 1 Peter 5, 8 says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Unfortunately, I've seen it, and I'm sure maybe you have seen it too, but someone lets their guard down and the enemy can begin to creep in. If you think of giving like a toddler or a puppy a bath, like, that's not an easy thing. And it has a ravine that goes through the backyard, and we knew the ravine needed to be kind of dug down and fixed up because it would flood the backyard. But we knew that, so but we didn't really know how to fix it until we saw what was wrong with it, and we sure learned what was wrong with it. But in it was about July, I think it rained like flash flood warnings. I don't know if you guys remember that, but it rained. We ended up with about two to three. Not very tall, but about waist high, um, of water, standing water in our backyard. It was a lot. So anyway, we got it all pumped out, and it dried out, but we were left with this giant mud pit, and I was outside with the kids shortly after. Um, We had this giant ball that we were playing with. I have four kids, and we were outside playing, and naturally, the ball goes into the giant mud pit. So I tell one kid, just go get it, it's fine, you know, and then they're like, "Mm, this is kind of nice, a little mud, you know kid was like, "Hmm, I want to try, and I was like, okay, that's fine, but just, just your feet, you know, and it turns into all of the kids, and I'm like, okay, but don't get your hands, and I'm like, uh, okay, just don't get your clothes, money, okay, and then it turned into reading the Bible, or the music we listen to, or the places we hang out with our friends. We need to be able to see temptations and faults in our lives, and we need to know what God's Word says about it. Our lives become a light in a dark world when we let the process of purification change us, because people around us need hope. And I love this saying, I heard it a long time ago, probably when I was a kid, I don't know where it came from, but it says, you might be the only Bible someone ever reads, Meaning that the way that we act and the way that we conduct ourselves needs to be different. We are a reflection of God's love and his mercy. That's not always easy. But in order to be that light, we need to be filled up on God's word. A small light makes a huge difference. The psalmist says in verse 9, By keeping your word, I think of Jesus in Matthew 4. That's when he's being tempted by Satan. He's tempted three times, and each time his response starts with, It is written... So Jesus as a Jewish boy, his friends, the disciples, they were all learning. When they were younger, they were learning the first five books of the Bible, the Torah. There are 613 laws or mizbats, rules, ways of living in there. Maybe you have kids. I have four. I said they have a hard time remembering like a handful of rules, not like 613 ways of living. That's a lot. But Jesus showed us what the word can do and how powerful it is when we know it and we can use it to fight against darkness. Verse 10 says, I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. It can be easy to stray if we don't know what we're straying from, whether it's on purpose or an accident, but we can be confident of where to turn and how to respond because we know what our Father says about it. He uses, he, uses, he leads us by using his word. Jesus is tempted and he uses God's word to defeat Satan. Our Bible is that same sword. We can use it to fight off temptation. We can use it to calm our fears. We can use it to learn about the promises that God speaks over us. So I want to encourage you to let his word give light to your life so that others can see too. Number two, the second thing is purity produces companionship. Do any of you like to be alone? Show of hands. Tammy, she's like... (laughs) A few others of you like I don't like to be alone and it's not that I'm scared or anything, but I get bored. I just I don't like to be alone. So but I lived by myself for two years, the longest two years of my life. I don't recommend it. Second, Psalm 139, 23, and 24 say, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. It's really hard to be open like that. We don't want people to know our flaws. We don't want people to know our weaknesses. But God already does, and he loves us anyway. Earlier I mentioned my love for a clean house, but there was a moment in time any of the video crew here? Okay, they're not. Okay, they, a few of the gentlemen, came over to do a video at my house. It was around Christmas time, it was about six years ago. I had just had a baby, like a couple weeks old, just had a baby. So they were going to come over, and babies come with a lot of stuff. So I had like the swing, the bouncy seat. Lot of postpartum gear. We'll leave it at that. Bad. And I shoved everything into my closet, like the master bedroom closet. So they come over, they do this video. It's great. It's wonderful. But they say the sound, it's too echoey in the house. Um, it didn't, the sound didn't go well. Do you have a room in your house somewhere that we could just do the sound and we'll do like a voiceover or something? My dear sweet husband, 20-year-old guys, they don't really know what's happening, but with what they saw. Anyway, (laughs) so they go into my closet to do this, and I was like, super embarrassed, like, why did you tell them to go in there (laughs) out of all places? But anyway, are we brave enough to ask God to search us like that, to purify us? Verse 11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. Verse 12 says, Praise be to you, Lord, teach me your decrees. When we know God's voice and his word, that's our security, that's our hope, that's our peace, that's our guide. Philippians 1-6 says, He who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion. That was on the card tonight, that was the verse that Natasha read to us tonight at the beginning of service. But the first time I heard, like actually heard that voice, that verse for myself, I was in college. I remember being confused about the direction of my life, where was I going to go, what was I going to do being impatient, and I was at a Bible study, and the leader did not know me at all, but we are having this time of prayer, and he came to me, and he spoke that verse over me, and I remember just going from being confused to just having a change in my mindset immediately, and just having confidence that when I am in relationship with Christ, that he's going to use me no matter what. I'm not alone, and he promises to walk through life with me, even on hard days, on the days we're going The days we don't know what we're going to do.
3: I don't have to have all the
2: details, but I'm not alone. I have companionship with my Father. Because God isn't done with you yet, either. You have a purpose. We're not perfect, but we're not alone. Even on dark days, God walks with us. The word sanctification came to mind. Sanctification is the action or purpose of being freed from sin or purified. The process of sanctification takes deliberate action on our part. How can we be intentional with our relationship with Jesus? When our attention switches from ourselves to God and we focus on him, we can walk in this companionship. We can trust that he's directing our paths. Every relationship takes work, we know that, and our relationship with Jesus is no different. But what ways can we be intentional about it? The third and final is purity produces purpose. Verse 13 says, With my lips I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. A friend recently shared with me that she didn't really feel like she knew the Bible. Like, yeah, she has read it. She said she maybe felt convicted or she needed to repent, whatever it might be. But she had been in church her whole life. She just didn't feel like she knew maybe how to respond to people in certain situations or when questions came up. So she shared part of a book that she's reading called Atomic Habits, and it says this. All big things come from small beginnings. The seed of every habit is a single tiny decision. But as that decision is repeated, a habit sprouts and grows stronger. Roots entrench themselves and branches grow. The task of breaking a bad habit is like uprooting a powerful oak within us. And the task of building a good habit is like cultivating a delicate flower one day at a time. So I want to encourage you if that's you if you feel like you don't really know the Bible much or how to respond to questions or situations just to start small by making reading the Bible into a habit and see where God takes you. Maybe you're great at spending time in God's word like you do it every day. You're, you've been doing this for years. How can you help someone else along the way? What can you teach them? What can you show them? It's so important to be strong in our faith and know what the Word says. Because the world around us, it's not going to stop. It's not going to wait for us to catch up. God's Word keeps us focused. It keeps us steady. The world can be scary out there. The Bible warns us about that. warns us about false teachers in the Old Testament and the New Testament. What do we say? What do we teach our children? What do we teach the generation behind us? We need to know for ourselves. The only way to do that is to read it to learn it to know it to talk about it i want to live my life dedicated to jesus and i want to share that good news in everyday encounters the psalmist refers to god's word as riches things that you treasure something you guard you keep it safe you put a value to it it means something to you we have something so valuable so life changing in our hands literally at our fingertips with our phones it's God's word and it teaches us everything we need to know about daily life. Verse 15 says, I meditate on your precepts, I consider your ways, I delight in your decrees, I will not neglect your word. To meditate on something means that you're not finished, you're not stopping, it's daily, it's throughout the day. I don't want to think about the news, I don't want to think about the bad headlines, I don't want to think about my to-do list and all the stuff. The girls mentioned these scripture reading cards. We have these out every month. It's very simple. It's literally one verse every day. And you can read that, you can write it, you can memorize it. You can go through SOAP. Church does a thing on social media and on the website and stuff. SOAP, it stands for scripture, observation, application, and prayer. You can get a devotional, you can use an app on your phone. Whatever it is, if you haven't started, I want to encourage you to start. So let God's word into your heart. Many of you have been serving Jesus for a long time, but does it look the same? Does it feel the same? Are you still passionate? Are you still growing? Are we still stretching? The Gospel of John starts with a powerful piece of scripture. John 1, verses 1 through 5. I'm not going to read the whole thing as for time, but I want to read part of it to you. It says, the word was the source of life, and this life brought light to people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not put it out. To know Jesus, we need to know the Word of God. Jesus is the light, and in order for us to shine, we need to be recharged by him. If you think of something that glows in the dark, you need to let it sit in the light. It needs to be recharged before it can go and glow on its own. Just like us, we need to spend time with God in reading, in prayer, in serving, in worship, so that we can be that light in a dark world, too. And sometimes the world feels dark, it feels different. task ahead. But the world needs hope and we can show them that. We all need more of Jesus. There's not, there's no such thing as too much Jesus, whether you've been following Christ for a day or the majority of your life. I think it's important to check on our spiritual purity. How can I stay strong and how can I shine a light in the darkness? And how can I show the world that there's mercy out there? There's mercy for them too. The Bible is God's love letter to us. And it's a lot easier to love people, even the really difficult ones, when we are filled with that love, too. It's like oil and water. They don't mix. No matter how much you stir and mix, holiness and impurity, they don't go together either. But I want to pray for you that you all feel confident, knowing that we can be a light, that we have companionship, we have purpose. We have all of those things because we have a Savior who loves us enough to die for us and make us new creations. So tonight we're just going to wrap up and finish. The band is going to come up. And we're going to close tonight with a song. And I want to encourage you to take this time just between you and the Lord. There's no one else or nothing else around that needs to take this time. But this can be your time just to be silent. You can come to the altar if you want. You can stand and worship. You can pray. You can confess your sins to Christ. You can just... Give your attention to him, whatever that might be. Take this time to fill up on him. So I'm going to have you all actually stand with me. I know that might feel uncomfortable, but we're going to stand and we're going to sing this last song together. And if you want to come up to the altars, if you want to turn around in your seat, whatever it may be, this time is for you. But we're going to turn our